at the bit nerd your daily nerd on the most interesting car of the day from all the automotive enthusiast auction sites i am here in the container park in downtown las vegas my name is john polnick says so right below so it must be true along with my partner in san francisco michael d welcome to your show michael d Hey, JP, you're on the wrong side of your own desk. What's wrong, man? You, uh, you know, we're moving stuff around in the Rami studio here in the container park. It happens. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hey, if you're new to the show and you're going, what exactly is this bid nerd thing? We've heard people talk about it. We wanted to check it out. What we do is we find the most interesting car of the day from like Marked and Car Market and Bring a Trailer, all the auction sites, Doug DeMiro's site and more. Uh, we find that most interesting car of the day. We have a conversation about that car. We uh, discuss what we think is interesting and not so interesting about the car, specifically that car and the model and all that kind of fun stuff. And then we make a prediction as to what's going to happen with that car's auction. Uh, and you could play yeah. along with us. It's a lot like uh, Price is Right, uh, except that <laughs> you don't win anything. I actually think, do you remember Carson? And I know we just lost half our odds when I say Johnny Carson, but do you remember Carson used to car knock in the envelope up to his Yeah, head? yeah. I feel like we're closer to that than we are on the price. Right. Yeah, you're probably, I, you're probably we're doing, right. We're doing the prices right in service to compare ourselves to that. We're more like Carnac. Well, maybe uh, maybe the Carnacs in the audience uh, can make predictions with us and uh, put those oh, uh, yeah. put those predictions down below in the comments. Play along, and then uh, in the middle of the show, uh, we go into the future. Uh, we get in our time machine and uh, we find out what the actual result of that car's auction is. Uh, we have a conversation. Yeah. We analyze the results, and then we move on to the next car the next day. So thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, hit the subscribe, like, and notification button if you haven't already. This is a growing Hold channel. Smash button. Uh, yes, we really appreciate you guys being a part of the show, and uh, we really, really love you guys. Uh, if you're new again to the show, thanks for hanging out. Uh, shout out to our friends over at God and Porsche of Las Vegas. We know we have a lot of fans over there. Thanks for watching, guys. Uh, all right, <laughs> yeah. let's get. I say thanks for watching like it's the end of the show. I'm like uh, Fetterman over here. Hello. <laughs> Half, our, half, half our audience is in, is in the HR department at Cotton. I think it's true. I think it's true. All right. Yeah. Uh, let's Ron get to the most interesting car of the day. Uh, I These are, boy, you you picked a really, really interesting car, Michael Deeb. I have always loved really? these. Check it out. Um, you know, I remember seeing them when they were brand new. Look at this bad boy. What is that? Interesting. So, John, uh, all right, let me take you back in time. So, on Brick Trailer, we're looking at a 2005 Mercedes-Benz SLR McLaren. Back in 05, Mercedes produced engine for the McLaren racing team. And so they had a really strong partnership, and they were winning championships. They were a really dominant team. Um, so they decided to get together and build a car um, to compete with the Porsche Carrera GT and the Ferrari Enzo. And so Mercedes McLaren's uh, Fourier into the ultra supercar uh, to compete with those other two cars that I just mentioned was this car here, the SLR McLaren. Um, our car is offered out of West Los Angeles, California, and has just 1,200 miles. For years, JP, while these cars were in the three hundred dollars to $400,000 range, brand new, for years you could buy these cars in the $200,000 range. I would say six years ago you could have bought this car for like two hundred and twenty thousand dollars 
But just recently, these cars have really started to pick up some steam, um, and they are starting to go through the roof. So I thought it would be fun to revisit the SLR McLaren for just a quick second and see what the values are today. One, one's got really ridiculous low miles, so it's in excellent condition. Two, much like our friends at another Pointless Automotive podcast, the seller of this car has offered it on brand trailer at no reserve. And we were just talking about that on that Mustang GT350 that Frank Harrington is selling right now on Cars and Bids. He ran it at no reserve. You were bring, You brought this to my attention early on when we started to do the show that the sellers that have the cojones to run their car at no reserves are sure to get more action and arguably and quantifiably a higher number. And so I commend this guy. This guy owns a supercar, and he's running it at no reserve. I mean, you talk about uh, live without a net. You know what I mean, JP? This is, this is big cojones. So the SLR McLaren is a two-seat, almost gullwing-like supercar. It is a front engine and has a long, long hood evocative of sports cars from the 60s. This car, to me, reminds me of like a Ferrari Daytona or a Jaguar E-Type. But that hood is so long that the entire motor sits behind the front axle. So mental appreciate this front engine car, JP. Despite the motor being in the front, this car has near perfect 50-50 weight distribution, um, probably employs good balance. I think the knock on this car was that on the inside, McLaren and Mercedes did not spend money to make a brand new car. And a lot of the switch gear familiar to owners of an S-Class or an SL600. All your HVAC systems and your window switches and your seat buttons and all those things are just borrowed and robbed from the parts bin of a Mercedes. And I think that was kind of the knock because like the Porsche, the Ferrari of the same time were truly bespoke and to make beautiful front end and these really exotic doors. But then it seemed like they skimped when it came to the interior. And listen, if you're the pilot of this heap, that's where you're going to spend most of the time when you're with the car. You're going to be in that seat. The seats are beautiful, but the switch gear, I think, left people uh, wanting. It also turned out to be the least performing version of the three cars that went to market in those days. This was the one that pulled up the rear and all the performance tests. Uh, 5.4 liter supercharged V8. The car famously makes around 620 horsepower and has like 575 pound foot of torque. Um, but those those um, gills on the side of the car behind the front arches and the turbine wheels uh, and the front end of this car, I think, are pure theater. I think this car is absolutely beautiful, and I think it's aged really well. This car looks great in silver with the red interior, and the studio shots um, are kind of the icing on the cake. So, JP, it's been a while since we've looked at this car or even thought about it as a collector, but they're really starting to move and go up in value. Uh, and by the numbers, they're pretty rare. Uh, and rarer still to find one that hasn't been driven, just 1,200 miles. So what do you think of the SLR McLaren at no reserve? Well, remember when they came out, it was really at the same time that Mercedes was making just a, you know, crazy light, you know, this leap into the future in design. Um, The SL500 was introduced at about the same time and had a lot of elements that were similar to it. All all their cars, you know, came out with this new kind of uh, design language. And this was the car that was like the the one that really kind of uh, was the showcase for it, you were going to say? And the, the Maybach, too. They also built the Maybach at the same time. So they were spending money. 
You know? Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's weird to even think of this car in the same thought as a CGT or an Enzo because they're just not even remotely in the same class. I mean, they are from a value point of view, but from a right. performance point of view, this is a GT uh, car. Those other two cars are just right. pure, you know, sports cars. This is not that. I mean, there's yeah. one of the best uh, episodes of uh, Top Gear, uh, one of my favorite all-time classic episodes, you know, Jeremy Clarkson driving this uh, in one of their <laughs> crazy races, you know, and, you know, yeah. he had to, <laughs> how much gas it was going through and how many times he had to stop to keep <laughs> refilling it and stuff and how excited he was at the beginning and how luxur <laughs> luxurious, effortless power, you know, but, you know, by the, by the sixth time he had to stop at a gas station, he's like, oh, my back getting out of this thing. Um, yeah, it's just a beautiful car, just absolutely stunning. And yes, I, you know, this thing, man, uh, I, I want one. I would love to have one in the garage. Uh, you know, it's ne I, I, it's not something I would ever buy, I don't think. Uh, but it no. sure is just a, a a beautiful, beautiful museum piece. Um, yeah, the yeah. values on these though, what do we, what do we, you know? That was one more thing though too. Is like back then yeah. uh, when you saw this car parked next to an SL five hundred. Um, I think that was another thing that hurt the car too, is because it really that design language was so similar. That nose, uh, and really worse yet, is this nose is more similar to an SLK than it is an SL500. Yes, it's you know? so true. Um, You're absolutely right. You're absolutely you know? right. So JP, this car was four hundred and sixty-two thousand wow. dollars brand new, and they regularly traded for years. At about half of that original value, yeah. um, you know, occasionally somebody would get big money for one, but that was not the norm. Um, and and a lot of the guys that bought these cars bought them to drive them, which is which is nuts. Not there's just I would say, again, compared to like CGTs and, and Enzos, a, a lot of these cars can be way higher mileage, but not this one. This one is spectacular and is is in blue chip condition uh, and has blue chip miles. Um, so that being said, John, I think this car is going to bring over sticker price, which is saying something for the model. Um, it certainly cost more than I remembered it costing. I thought they were a little less. Uh, but our car, let me put it to you this way. Our, our car sitting at $388,000 with two days to go on just six bids. And here's a funny one for you. Because we were just talking about this the other day. There was a car that somebody had bid like, I don't know what it was, like two thousand dollars on it. You got really upset that somebody bid that because it was so ridiculous. No, um, that was uh, that was was it Bradley or was uh, Lane? One of those guys were upset. I think it was Bradley. Oh yeah, you're not getting the oh, car yeah, for that was, much money. I don't, I don't have yeah, a problem yeah. with people doing it was, that. Actually, and it was on it was on <laughs> P car market, and we yeah. were joking because they would charge him for part of the deposit. On <laughs> yes, that, uh, bid, which is ridiculous. But the very first bid on this car was two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Wow. Only been six bids, it's up to three eighty eight, but the first bid was two fifty. So kudos to let's just give this guy a shout out. Kudos to the handle of uh, I guess scroll back down, placed by Philly, Philly Plant, uh, for bidding two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to kick this auction off. Uh, that's at least a, a man who would stand behind that bid. Yeah. Um, and again, five years ago he could have got this car for that, but but not today. It's already at three eighty eight. Um I think this car's gonna make sticker, JP, so I, I what I wrote is 488 sticker was 465. I'm just gonna stand on my 488, and I'll let you take the under, and uh, because I know you are. But but 488, I think that's gonna bring it home. I think it's gonna be a high water mark for the model 
without being one of the special edition 722s. Yeah, I'll take the under just because I'm bearish. I'll go 465. But I think this is the kind of car yeah, that, that's you know, good. if, if that's there's, a, good, if a, there's a possibility of, of something really taking off. I mean, this isn't some I mean, this this is a true investment car. This is it not going to get yeah. driven. Um, this is something that is going to get tucked away. And the person that can afford that as an investment car um, has a warehouse full of stuff like this. Uh, and yeah. it just goes into the portfolio, to be honest. Um, on, so on they don't care if it or... goes down in a couple of years. It's going to go way back up. What was that, Michael Deep? On a battery tent, right? In a garage. Right. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. it's all exactly. support. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. so it's it's a cool shame car. that something like this probably isn't going to see much road time uh, in the future or ever. Uh, but it is something to be preserved because it really is a special car. And so we'll see what happens uh, with this SLR uh, in just a moment, why don't you guys put your bid in the comments below? We'd love seeing your guys' bids. A lot of you guys are doing better at this than we are. Uh, so do it now. We'll find out. Uh, let's go ahead. Are you ready to go to the future, Michael Deep? Let's go right now. Let's the go to the future. Let's turn let's on go. the DeLorean machine. All right. 1.21 gigawatts. Hey, guys. I'm super excited to tell you about our sponsor, Guys Customs. That's Guys, G-Y-X, underscore customs that's how you spell it guys customs bracelets these things are amazing check them out they're handmade in america custom bracelets made to match your watch or your car these things are unbelievable i have three or four of them myself my partner michael deeb has a bunch of them uh they're pretty addictive once you get one each one of them are bespoke we're talking uh we're talking carbon fiber we're talking titanium we're talking stainless steel glass there's none of this cheap chinese garbage that you see a lot of bracelets being made out there these ones are super high quality they're made right here in america when you go to guys customs on instagram it's about the only place that you can order one of these uh when you dm the artist you're actually reaching the real artist when you dm guys customs at instagram uh and she will make you a bracelet made to match that special watch that special car or that special person that has a special watch or a special car and they want something really really cool uh in their life these are the they make the most amazing gifts um I get compliments on mine all the time. Everywhere I go, people are like, wow, that's really cool. You can see in the pictures, uh, you know, these beads, the, the colored beads are PTS. They're paint to sample. So if you have a specific color code for your car, she'll have beads made that are specifically painted to match your car or your watch. It's unbelievable. You got to get one of these guys, customs, bracelets, check them out. They support us. Uh, and we really, really, really want to support them. Guys, customs, bracelets. All right, let's get back to the bids. Let's find out how much that car sold for today. Welcome back to Bid Nerds, everybody. We're in the future. You know what that means. It's time to find out what happened with the auction on this beautiful car. Uh, thanks for hitting the subscribe, like, and notification button over the break. We really appreciate that. If you haven't done it already, now is the time because we need those subscribers. It helps the show grow. We want to grow the nerd herd. Be part of Bid Nerd Nation and hit that subscribe, like, and notification button. And, you know, do us a favor. Share this video or share one of our other Tell episodes. Somebody. Yeah, come on, man. Spread it around. Let's Let's do this thing. Uh, look, we've got a logo and everything. All right. What happened with this amazing SLR? Holy free holies. That is a pretty car, isn't it? 
so JP, I usually pick you know really rare and obscure cars, Alphas or Lancias or some weird thing, Fiat Dinos, and I occasionally pick a supercar. And I do that just for parody because you're pretty good at this, and I just want to make sure I'll beat you by picking a car I figure or I assume that you know nothing about. And it always bites me in the ass that when I pick these weird cars, you get them right. And that's what happened here. Our 2005 SLR McLaren by AMG and Mercedes had just 1,200 original miles. And I thought this car was going to set a new high watermark at $488,000. You, of course, ever pragmatic and uh, more cautionary, said $465,000, Michael. You took a, a comfortable under. Our sold on trailer JP on Friday afternoon for four hundred and forty nine thousand dollars, putting you basically within sixteen grand of a Yeti. Uh, that's pretty good when you consider how many zeros on the end of the car. Um, my bid at four eighty eight actually puts me like ten percent over, which is not very good at all for somebody who professes to have some idea what he's doing. I clearly don't know what I'm doing. But um, anyways, $450,000 is more money than they've, than they've been bringing. That is still a really strong number for the car. Uh, but I really did think this car was going to flirt with $500,000, and that's just not what happened here. So um, I, I have to say, well, clearly this met a reserve, and the seller must in some way be happy. I, as a fanboy, am a little disappointed. I really thought these cars uh, were moving S uh, 722s both the coupes and the convertibles, those rare versions of this car that they made are now bringing 800 to a million dollars. So I thought 500 grand was going to be in play here and that just didn't happen. It's also also worth mentioning JP that this car actually had no reserve. I just said it met a reserve. It didn't meet a reserve. That was part of the reason why we covered it. Um, interesting juxtaposition to that um, Shelby GT350 that we just covered on cars and bids, which also ran with no reserve. Um, do you think there's any chance this guy left any money on the table, or do you think that's all the money for this car? Uh, well, I think that, uh, you know, you, you characterize my bidding as pragmatic, and I just use the word bearish, basically. I think that yeah. um, I tend to be uh, – I, 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 I'm going under – I'm not going under, but I tend to bid low uh, because I just think there are a lot of signs that the market is cooling uh, in all asset classes. This is definitely one of them. Um, super, super rare stuff might still be being bringing some big money, but then you talk about the day that this auction closed. It was Friday, Friday of last week, and we're in the future now, uh, but it's the past if you're watching it, When depending on when this you know thing actually airs. That was the day after the FTX collapse. Uh, so we saw a two-day just plummeting of cryptocurrencies, and uh, you know a lot of there were there are fewer billionaires in the world right now. Uh, let's put yeah. it that way. Um, of course, I don't know. Then again, some people shorted it, so maybe. Uh, but I think the people that uh, made money off that collapse um, <laughs> were probably already billionaires. So yeah. this, uh, or well, I was going to say something about a political class, but I'm not going to do that. Um, this car is definitely something that I think will continue to climb in value. Just maybe not I do too. in real dollars. I mean, in real dollars, it's going to be interesting to watch and see what happens on this. This is a long term. If you're in this car long term, I think you're fine. Just like a lot of asset yeah. classes, um, and uh, it probably would have brought more money just the week before, uh, or maybe even 
you know, a, a week later, you know, things are kind of dusting off here at the beginning of the week. Of course, then again, other shoes might be, you know, dropping here. We just don't know. Um, but uh, that was a big deal last at the end of last week, and we saw that affect a lot of markets. However, it didn't really affect the stock market, oddly enough. That still kind of was on an ups- the, upswing. So, I, I think this will be a million-dollar car one day, especially yeah. this one with 1,200 miles, and it's the, you know, it's the poster car colorway with the light silver and the red seats. Um, this is a excellent example of this car. So I do think this will be a million dollar car, but you know, is it going to happen in three years or is it going to happen in eight years? You know, I don't know that we don't have crystal balls. Um, and the economy is anything predictable. Uh, but, um, you know, will that be at the same time that a loaf of bread and a six pack of beer is a million dollars? Yeah, probably. You know, why not? (laughs) And what would you rather have? I mean, this thing is a loaf of bread, isn't it? I mean, Yeah. yeah, but, um, yeah, I just again, I'm I'm really surprised this car didn't even hit sticker at one hundred two dollars. So, uh, you know, well bought maybe. Yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think? Let us know in the comments below. Is this something that's on your ultimate must-have list? Uh, if you hit that one point six billion dollar uh, Powerball uh, yeah. that uh, somebody <laughs> hit, I don't know. I, I wonder if uh, if they're buying cars Altadena, cars California. I know Altadena, California. Way down in, in Southern California, you know, chances are. It's someone who's not even legal in this country. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or right. That's one way to buy yourself a uh, driver's license. All right, guys, uh, yeah, yeah. let us know in the comments below. Hit that subscribe button. Tomorrow we've got a really interesting car for you, uh, so stick around for that. Hit the subscribe button. Get the money. Get the money.